Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz, episode 449 in the house. Oscar Lopez going solo today uh, for the two-hour extravaganza. But we'll be breaking down everything that happened overseas in Europe. Two shockers in the IFAB European Women's Championship this weekend in Germany, also in Finland. Uh, so what an amazing weekend of women's international uh, gridiron, uh, including in Australia, the state of origin, where uh, the – Gridiron Queensland squad won the series, State of Origin series there as well. We're going to dive into everything uh, that's happening in the sport. So if you haven't dived in, you go to the hub right there every week, every day, daily, weekly, the hub, the place to be. The best network on the planet exists at the hub covering everything that's happening in women's tackle football internationally as well as domestically in the U.S. and Canada and in Mexico. But great weekend overseas, uh, Great Britain Falls which was a shocker, to Germany by one point, and then uh, Finland falls to uh, Team Spain 12-0. Uh, to zero. Get the recaps right there at the hub from everybody uh, in terms of the IFAB media as well as every, everybody that covered the sport, including Russ, uh, Russ Crawford's breakdown and review of the uh, Great Britain matchup against Germany. Uh, it was just an amazing weekend. Uh, we didn't have any WFA weekend because uh, it's Memorial Day weekend in the United States. We had no w, uh, WNFC as we're getting ready for the playoffs here on June 8th. We're also going to break down the WNFC Western Conference uh, breakdown uh, today, Utah, San Diego, Texas, Denver in the second hour. And then we'll also dive into the international scene, like I said earlier. Uh, we'll dive into the Euro, the Euro scene. We're going to dive in also into uh, a lot of the other uh, LaFi, which is going to go into their playoffs this weekend as well, uh, WWCFL is going to be coming on as well. So a lot of action happening overseas, uh, including uh, the big shockers, <laughs> the two shockers. Nobody anticipated that uh, this was going to happen. Uh, you know, Great Britain uh, first game out, 40-0, to zero, looked so powerful and looked so, uh, so dialed. Uh, Ruth Mata and company, uh, Phoebe Sketcher out there, they look really good. Uh, and so in this matchup against Germany, they look also almost similar at the beginning of the matchup. Uh, everything looked like it was going to be, you know, UK all the way. And then all of a sudden, second half, it starts to close the gap. And what do you know? Uh, we get a one-point upset. And that's going to make it interesting for this uh, European Women's Championship Series because it's going to go uh, – it isn't just like a one-tournament-type mentality, but it is basically a uh, year mentality. So 2023 to 2024, teams are going to be playing like basically every 90 days or so, and they're going to you know take take the fall off and then come back in the spring and finish up in the 2024. So interesting way to do it. A little bit more costly, of course, but at the same time, it also gives uh, the teams a little bit more opportunity to gel and practice versus a one three-day tournament, which doesn't give you that luxury, and you have to put it together in basically in a three-day span. So it's a lot tougher to do that, especially for the I, uh, IFAB Women's uh, World Championships. 
Um, but th- this format was different. I wanted to see, if, you know, hopefully we'll get a North America type of tournament, you know, between Mexico, Canada, and the United States, uh, similar to the European Championship tournament. So we'll see if IFAB can somehow work that out for us. Um, but, you know, getting excited here for week uh, seven in the WFA. And so I have two amazing guests to talk about the uh, upcoming playoffs for the WFA. We also have the playoffs for the WNFC. And who better to bring in to the fold to talk about championship mindset, championship goals. Uh, and I was able to acquire two of the best athletes on the planet in terms of pedigree for championships. And today we're going to have a the talented and entrepreneur and WFA all-time leading receiver and multi-time champion of the Boston Renegades. That's going to be the Adrian Smith uh, in the house here in a couple minutes. And then followed by her, we're going to have Angelica Grayson, also multi-time champion uh, of the Texas Elite Spartans of the WNFC. So we're going to just dive into what it takes to be, you know, the mentality that it's going to take for some of these teams that just made the playoffs in the WNFC, the mentality of what's going to take to take down the monster that is uh, Adrian Smith's Boston Renegades. Uh, so we've got Pittsburgh, D.C., uh, Tampa Bay coming up this weekend. We're going to dive into that and see who's able to even put a dent in what this, this machine in Boston has been building up for a couple seasons now, and it le- looks to be unstoppable. So uh, it just every week, just seems to be like same plan, same dials. Everything's going full steam. So um, it's great to watch. It's an amazing uh, organization. And obviously the talented players, including Adrian and everybody else on her roster and her teammates, uh, have been able to make it happen season after season after season. So uh, until somebody can slow down the freight train, uh, it's going to be Boston pretty much the favorites coming in here. We do have St. Louis on the other side. we got Cali War. we got Minnesota Vixen. But uh, overall, I think the favorite in terms of, you know, if you look at Massey, um, Boston being the front runner at this point. So uh, don't forget, guys, go to the uh, Zazzle shop. Uh, Zazzle is our sponsor of the podcast. Go to Zazzle.com for slash Square Island Beauties. Get yourself some cool gifts, leggings, and T-shirts. If you're inclined not to get anything from us, no worries. Free worldwide shipping as well on certain items. You can also get uh, Zazzle Black for in-state. We ship everywhere everywhere globally that Zazzle ships, so check it out there. And if you're not inclined to get that, there's awesome cool stuff there, Marvel, Star Wars, everything else right there at Zazzle.com. And you can go to our shop at Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauty. That is the no-joke football shop. So check it out and see if you want to get something from us. If not, like I said, no big deal. There's obviously Marvel, uh, Disney, and a bunch of other stuff, especially Star Wars. So if you're a fan of that, Zazzle's got you covered. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as well on Sprecher and on Apple and also Spotify. Give us a good, cool five-star review if you like our content, if you like uh, what we do every week to bring you attention to this amazing sport that is women's tackle football and the athletes and the coaches and everybody that covers it, including our uh, co-hosts and uh, Hall of Famers, giving you insight in terms of the sport. So if you're new to us, welcome today. If you have been listening to us for a long time, you know we do the best we can in terms of getting everything out there. And then this week, Memorial Day weekend, post-show, championship mindset as we get ready for the WFA playoffs in about 10 10 days or so. Then we're going to get June 8th. It's coming up next Thursday, the WNFC, Eastern Conference, Western Conference 
uh, playoffs begin in Salt Lake City and Atlanta. So a lot of football still to be played in the uh, girls' summer season for uh, the WFA and the WNFC. We also have LaFi down south. Uh, if you go to the hub right now, you get to take advantage of the Lexfa National Tournament that took place in central Mexico. You get some of the highlights right there of what happened in Lexfa. A lot of uh, action in terms of the tournament. Uh, Lexfa is growing in, in terms of the provinces and the uh, out in Mexico. And then you also have LaFi kicking off 11s and 8s, the playoffs in both LaFi kicking off. So uh, go to Twitter, get the information right there. Uh, thank you to Tercer Cuarto for helping us out as well and uh, Las Parielas as well. So check it out right there at Twitter. And if you go to the Instagram on our gallery at Great Iron Beauties on Instagram, you get to see the talented uh, Olga Soltillo of Team Spain right there. And you also get uh, Mona Stevens of Germany front and center after their two big uh, upset wins in Finland and in Germany. So a lot of things happened this weekend. So I'm stressing it big, go to the hub and get yourself up to date on what's happening in the sport. So we're going to go into the Zazzle huddle right now, and we're going to be talking to uh, the talented entrepreneur, multi-time champion, WFA all-time leading receiving leader, and uh, let's bring in Adrian Smith in the house to the Blitz. Hey, Adrian, how are you doing today? Adrian, are you on? Adrian, can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me, Adrian? Okay. Hello? I'm here, but I don't hear Adrian. Oh, Angelica, I'm sorry. I thought Adrian's coming on right now because we had her scheduled for uh, for a couple of minutes. I didn't realize you were on there, but uh, let's chat with you. It's no big deal. We'll just <laughs> bring her on board and chat about it. So I apologize for that. I thought it was I thought it was Adrian on our switchboard, so I do apologize for that. Uh, Angelica, how no you doing worries. today? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm excited. Um, the the two shockers in Europe. Nobody anticipated, uh, you know, the UK to fall to uh, Germany, and nobody anticipated Finland to get beat by Spain. So that was a great weekend of football. That's the beauty of sports. You never truly know. <laughs> So it was a it was a great weekend out there, and I'm pretty sure the the Spanish team is totally elated to taking down Finland, you know, and then Germany completely oh, wow. excited to take down uh, the UK by one point. So it was a really good uh, matchup. So I was really excited. Oh yes, it, it, it sounds like it's a good matchup, especially if it's you know you only lose by one point. Yeah, no, it was it was really awesome, uh, Angelica. Uh, we have been chasing you for a while because I know you're a busy bee. <laughs> And we wanted to get you on board to, you know, bring on so, so you can explain to us and kind of the audience of what is happening around us, right? Uh, NFL flag all around us. Uh, flag, uh, Diana Flores, uh, her artifacts in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame as well, this, uh, this, I believe yeah. this past week. Um, so this is starting to catch fire. We thought it was already lit, but it's starting to catch fire. <laughs> Yes, I was talking to a, a friend earlier today, actually. Um, um, just, we're just talking about, about some football ideas. And the thing about, about flag football in general is that, you know, for the women that have been playing it for so long, from the tackle world to the flag football world, we've been doing it for a long time. And we are just waiting for the world to catch up. Now, tell us a little bit about how 
things are going to uh, it kind of evolve because we know we had a setup where we the last time we had you on was like more of a collegiate setup, right, with a scholarship mentality. I know the Sour Sisters uh, were doing the uh, the the NAIA, right, and now mm-hmm. this past uh, I think this past uh, couple weeks it was the uh, JUCO, right, the National JUCO College Athletic Association as well had their uh, national flag over in Atlanta as well. Yes. Yes, 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 they did. And you got the three peak champs, um, Ottawa University. You know, they came out there and really won again. Each year is going to be more challenging for them to come out in first place because, you know, they are a beatable team. Like every team is, much are a beatable team. You just have to have the right pedigree and the right mindsets and the right people, um, not just with athletes, but all the way down to the ownership, to the players, to the to the operations of everything to help on a good organization. So um, kudos to Ottawa for being a three-peat champ. And just know that everybody's coming after them every year. Now, Angelica, what, what do you say of all this uh, this involvement? You, you're over with the Chargers. The NFL really has decided that they're going to commit. Each team is now going to have some sort of NFL program within, you know, each uh, franchise and each market. Um, they're obviously backing it in a, in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. is, is the NFL going to go away? There's a lot of fans with that question. You know, are, are they going to go? We're going to go soft to flag? <laughs> no, the NFL is not going away. With how I see the how the NFL is doing is they're providing um, more spaces for those who compete in on football. Not everybody wants to put a helmet and pads on, so why not do flag football where more people can be involved in it? Make it more inclusive for those, even for those with disabilities. Why not? Make it for all. Now, I saw you, uh, Callie wore with, with, uh, with you guys uh, at the NFL uh, Chargers. I believe it's, a, you know, the flag uh, event there. So you had uh, a lot of the uh, WFA, uh, uh, I think Callie War players were there. So how did that event go? Um, the event went well. It was at Corona Norco. Um, there, that was their first like football um, for girls period, and so that was basically like a good kickoff for them to get the experience and get the get the taste of of being on a gridiron, so that these ladies can compete coming up this fall of 2023. And so, not many people know, but a lot of people may know about it. You know, CIF is California Interscholastic Federation, which is basically a governing body for California since it is now sanctioned. Many districts, uh, unified school districts, are getting ready and getting geared up, geared up for flag football coming up this fall. And so what we try to do is provide coaches' education, some type of foundation, provide camps and clinics for these ladies to have a better understanding of the game because pretty soon these are going to be the ladies that will be working in the NFL, maybe not necessarily as coaches, but they might be doing something um, on the sideline, operations, athletic training, op- Anything of that nature, these are ladies that's going to be the next generation. And your role within the Chargers, so the fans know what your role is uh, in terms of, you know, within the Chargers and what the state of California in general for the most part. Um, it's been, been quite interesting. So my title is the manager of football development, and so what I get to do is work with youth in high school football, and more specifically, I get to work with girls flag football. And so that's where, we, again, we try to provide coaches' education, camps, clinics. Um, we even provide flag football kits just to help with 
getting it up and running because we know that um, swag is not nearly as expensive as it is on the in the tackle world. And so to be able to provide kits and some type of foundation for these beginning coaches and seasoned coaches is something that um, I enjoy doing a lot. And so every time I get to do a camp or clinic with the ladies, it, it brings me joy. It's, it's very gratifying because I know that these ladies are the next generation. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting uh, type of, you know, environment because you're, it's a one, on the one end, you have an established brand, and on the other side, you have this whole new environment, right, where you're bringing a, a new opportunities within the high school realm, which you've never had before. And a lot of the, a lot of the girls uh, that I, you know, talk to in terms of, like, the programs that are growing, uh, you know, in messaging and stuff, uh, some of the girls have already been pretty much playing on the boy squad up to a certain age. You know, in, in limited capacity, yeah. of course, you know, two to five, six or eight girls. But, you know, now that they've branched out, like in Utah, for example, where it's like a full-scale um, girls' league, just like the boys will be, that's, a, that's a, like a huge opportunities. Yes, I had the opportunity to meet Sam Gordon um, actually at an Under Armour Next camp. And uh, really, really cool young lady. And just to have conversation about something that we both love was even better. And so we talked about quite a few, you know, about the gridiron. And she is one of the key people with starting, you know, an all-girls tackle football team there in Utah. And um, if we ever have it in high school, that would probably be later on down the road. But I know for now, at least we have a space to be, which is we can begin with flags. After flag football in high school, they have opportunities to get scholarships at the collegiate level. Eventually, I do see it getting at the NCAA level. And from there, should they choose, they actually have the opportunity to play women's tackle if they wanted to. But um, I do think that there is a space and there is a, a next level to everything that you can do because now that they can see it now. You can see, hey, I can play in high school. I can go from high school to college and go from high school. Uh, to college and after college to do something else within um, the gridiron. Angelica, um, does that excite you? Because you're part of that movement, yes. uh, creating the next the next generation of, you know, this is going to be the normal, right? Where before that wasn't normal, and now we're looking to that Absolutely. being a normal. Absolutely, it's it's I, the the beauty of this is you've got people that are just like me where we've played the game, we've been in the game for such a long time, where we're trying to find other ways to pay back. This is me paying it back, but I get to pay it back in a fun way. I get to pay it back by being an employee of the Los Angeles Chargers and having a bigger platform to spread the gospel of what I love. And so the bigger my platform, the more people I can reach. And it's, and like you said, for it to become normal, yes, eventually it will become normal to where we don't have to say, hey, this is the first female to do this, or this is the, the first person to do this. And that's not what we strive to do, but it happens to be that way. But one thing for sure, we're not going to be the last. All right. So let's dive into the mindset that is coming up here on June 8th. Um, Texas Elite Spartans, primarily, Denver Bandits, Utah Falcons, taking on the San Diego Rebellion. Um, so, Angelica, uh, the setting is there. Can Denver take down the Spartans is the media question that we all want to answer, right? Uh, that's going to be the tough <laughs> cookie. And then 
the other rivalry has always been just dogfight. And we got Utah-San Diego yeah. once again. You know, that's just a dogfight. That's all, that's all I can say. They're just always at each other pretty much. I believe that the Utah and the San Diego game is going to go, go all the way down to the last second on that clock. Um, like every down is going to be a fight. Every series is going to be a fight. And I don't see neither one of them backing down to each other. So it's going to be a lot of counter-punching and a lot of, you know, punching first. All right. So uh, you are uh, obviously taking Texas. Yes. So if you're Denver, Angelica, mm-hmm. what is your mindset to take down Landry, Bushman, everybody? I can name other people. So mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think is the mindset there for Denver? If I were a Denver coach, I would definitely prepare my ladies starting with the mental mindset. We're going to be watching film, breaking it down from position group to position group, going over all the wrong things that we did during the game um, when they first played the elite, and also going over all the right things that did work well in the game and just making a few tweaks. And there's some, you got to do things different that you've never done before, um, in my opinion, to beat um, a caliber team such as, um, Texas elite, you have to come in with a different mindset than what you normally do. So, for example, if you know that you like to eat potato chips every day, well, how how about you kind of lay off the potato chips for, for a few days just to get your mindset together? And so these are some of the few things that it takes to, to do things besides just working, um, doing different things on the field. You have to do things off the field, watch film, take notes. Um, right now we're doing um, affirmations and taking notes on the other team and daily we write down what the other team is doing. So these are a few things that we, we do that we don't do on a daily basis. So if you want to get a different result, you got to do something different. Now, uh, also, the, the fans are going to dive in to two very intriguing games. As I said earlier, right, one game mm-hmm. is, is already a rivalry we're, like, familiar with. Denver, Texas, not not a rivalry. It's not like a Mississippi to Texas type mentality. So if you're Denver, you got in. Uh, they've been in. They've been basically playing uh, playoff football for the last four weeks, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden their reward is the Texas Elite Spartans. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> good job. Now I'll try to take down <laughs> the champs. <laughs> so I was like, on the schedule, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I, I would I would definitely say you're going to have to come in, for one, you know, with an open mind and be ready to do things and be ready to go to war. Uh, one thing about us is we don't just lay down for anybody. Now, you might score football. That's, that's, the point, that's the part of the game is you go back and forth. But, you know, if, if the other team happens to score on us, one thing we're going to do as a defense, we might bend, but we don't break. And that is our mentality is we bend, don't break type defense. And so when we go out there, we go out there hard every play. And our best thing to do is not to rest one play. We want all 11 hats to the ball. Offensively, same thing. You want to make sure all the catches you're supposed to catch, you catch. And that's one thing with us is, you know, we've got the most flags in the league, but that's okay. But even with having the most flags in the league, we're not a perfect team. We still have to work on things like everybody else does. Well, it's going to be a, a nice – environment uh in utah uh, i think the fans are going to be very uh 
you know, they're going to be – it's kind of a treat for them because you got two teams, one try, trying to take down the champs, the other rivalry. San Diego would like to get that revenge against that one-point loss, mm-hmm. you know, at home. So there's like a bitter little bitter thing on there. So, um, Angelica, the evolution of the WNFC in terms of coverage, you know, uh, W score now, more access – um, so we get, we're getting a lot of feedback from the average fans, like an, on our page, that would never have been mm-hmm. able to dive in because, you know, you had to go to YouTube or you had to go to Huddle or whatever. Now it's like a weekly access for one, one small fee, just like anything, like anybody else, you know, like the WNBA and, and the NBA and everybody else uh, has to, even the NFL. So you, you feel like that's going to take the league brand to another level too, where you guys have visibility and then get to the point where, bigger sponsors, and then off, affords the players a pay, a, pay a, a salary in a sense? In, in the future, yes. A uh, young gentleman um, that I worked with when I was posting flag, he said, um, you can't go broke making a profit. So you can take that statement in any type of way that you want. So in this particular case, as long as we are making progress, you can't go broke making a profit. As long as we are doing what with having good intentions with building the game of football amongst girls and women, you can't go broke making a profit. If we can all just move forward and figure out what is the best thing to do. Now we all have different um, ideologies and what we think is best, but if we're able to be the representation for this next generation, you can't go broke making a profit. So we're going to continue to get major sponsors. We're going to continue to step our game up. We're going to continue to set the bar. And that is, that's just what the WNSC does. And so I challenge everybody to, you know, to just hop in there and find a way how you can support your local team and, and do something with it. And whether that be the WSA, Women's Football Alliance, or the WNSC, Women's National Football Conference. And just moving the game forward, even with the Chargers working with the St. Cal War Angels, and we also work with the LA Legends, the WNSC, we're all about just growing the game. And so building and growing and putting it all together, you, you can't go both making the process. And it's all about consistency, as we've talked about before here, where you got to be consistent, right? So with the one message, uh, I think the difference between the two leagues now, it's like one's going in a different direction. They're both acquiring sponsors, but there's, there's just a different mindset in terms of like business models and things like that, but it's still progression going forward. So it's, it's really nice to yeah. see. Uh, Angelica, um, let's bring in Adrian here before I let you go, because I know you guys uh, know each other pretty well, too. Uh, and this is yes. Mrs. Ted, Ted X, Ms. Adrian Smith, uh, WFA all-time mm-hmm. receiving leader. Uh, so, and, and also with that champ- championship mindset coming up here in about t- two weeks. So, Adrian, uh, welcome to the chat. Thank you, Oscar. How are you? Jelly, how are you? What's going on, Adrian? <laughs> Everything's great. It's great. I'm so excited that we're on this podcast together. I know, right? What the people don't know is you and I text and talk and on every other social yeah. media but LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's so true. I didn't realize, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? I'm just going through my LinkedIn. I'm like, wait a minute. And we're not connected? That's ridiculous. So, yes, <laughs> thank you for accepting my request. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you guys know each other very well. Um, I wanted to bring you guys on because 
uh, as I was telling Angelica before, Adrian, this is a huge week uh, for the you know swing in terms of the WFA uh, road to Canton, and then of course the setup now for the WNFC Championship playoffs. So everything changes in terms of like the up your game mentality, right? Um, so I mean, for you, Adrian, you guys have just been rolling everybody. It's like a freight train with just too much speed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening there, but that's what's happening. Well, we've we've got a really good system, and again, it's probably is going to sound trite, but it starts at the management level. Um, the next step is our coaching staff is just phenomenal. Every year, we're building on uh, solid foundations, and so our castle just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And I have to shout out Benjamin Brown, our GM, because he is a master recruiter. So we constantly are getting new talent, uh, fresh blood coming to the team, which just bolsters us even further. So that's kind of where, um, yeah, this, this domination is coming from. Between you, your team, and between uh, Coach Grayson's team, it is one of the most scariest things on the planet. You're going off for halftime. You come back after halftime, and you go into, like, the third quarter. You're dominating, and then all of a sudden, you know, both of your coaching staffs go, can we get the second unit up here because we're, we're almost <laughs> – right? And that right there is, like, funny in one way, but kind of, like, depressing in another. Don't you think on the other side of line? Well, you know, I will say Angelica and I, we, we are cut from the same cloth and that we do have that championship mindset. And so uh, that doesn't start, stop at second string or third string. I mean, if you're part of the teams that we play on, we expect a certain level of execution and, and excellence, regardless of whether you are a starter or you're coming off the bench. And that mindset, after it feeds, it feeds on itself, right? If you're surrounded by excellence at, at mm-hmm. practice, then that's what you – assume you are also capable of doing and that's the level that you hold yourself to and then when game time comes you're just playing out what you've been practicing uh the previous days of the week angelica what how does how does your team you know gel in that in that mindset because i know you guys got out-of-state players as well like every team does Mm -hmm. but you know not everybody's cohesively there right so you're like zooming, doing things like that for out for players uh, that are out of state. Um, how do how does everybody like mesh on game day? Basically, we're not having a complete like training mentality like you would in, a, in an NFL camp, in a, as an example, where everybody's on the same you know same playing field, things like that. So how does you know everybody's always asked me that you know how does the elite stay elite even though they got like out you know out, out of state players and right. And, like, where's the formula, basically? I, you know, and we have to just dive in, I guess, uh, to OJ's head, I guess. It is challenging. It's not easy. Um, I know from the outside looking in, it just looks like, you know, oh, they got it going on. I mean, it's challenging. And, and to to be, to have the, the head coach, to be the owner of the league as well, you know, she's going to push us to our limits. <laughs> and that's what people don't understand is we get pushed. Um, we get pushed when we don't want to get pushed. And so when we are together, we take um, every down seriously, and that's how we're able to mesh. So we might not be able to all be at practice at the same time some days or some weekends. There might be 
more receivers and more defense in regards to the, the, the fly girls, as we can call them. And once we do get together, we make sure we get that chemistry back as soon as possible. It might take us a second, but we do make sure that we get that chemistry as quickly as possible. The, uh, Angelica, the in-game adjustments that we see, you know, when we're watching, the, you know, the, the game, some of those are right away, and other times it's like two quarters in, and then all of a sudden it's like you guys flip the switch in the third quarter, and it's like game over for mm-hmm. the rest, for the other team, literally. Just, okay, I think we're done playing around, you know, especially with OG, <laughs> OG on the defense. It's just that reconnecting piece because, you know, I mean, we're just be honest. Sometimes your, your quarterback might be off with the receiver and vice versa. And so having to have the mindset to find it, which is most important, go by the wayside and just say, well, shoot, I can't connect, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And a lot of times you have to, you know, it, it's we, not me. And so with having that mindset that we, not me, you'll be able to connect like you're supposed to, especially when you have your sisters around you if they notice that you're not playing your game, somebody will come up to you and outside of the coaches and be like, hey, what's up? You all right? You know, can I help you do anything? You know, so we need to talk about it. And so there are people around us that, that help keep us on our straight and narrow path outside of our coaches because the coaches are going to push us regardless. Now, we, we already watched you guys in the three years of the league how you guys dominate in certain aspects of the game, you know, offensively and defensively. Special teams as well has become just a, another level in terms of the WNFC on the upper level, you know, the top five, ten, top eight teams. So that's also kind of, you know, impressive, right? Because uh, you're not used to doing field goals, and now we're doing field goals. Um, Adrian, the same thing with your team. Uh, we're, not, we're not used to doing the extra point type deal. He's, okay, just the two, two points and convert. Now – we're seeing the kicking game more consistent, kind of like an NFL mentality. Yes, that's true. Um, I know for the Renegades, we've got three very strong kickers. And um, thus far, I don't believe anyone has an extra point. Um, we haven't yet needed to kick a field goal, but I think we're we're absolutely perfect on our extra point. And um, we've got uh, – one of our rookies, Maggie, she's got a big boot, big leg. She's coming from soccer. And when it comes to kickoff, she's really sending that ball down the field. And so it's absolutely fantastic to, to watch kind of this evolution because, as you're saying, Oscar, it brings in this whole other kind of development of the women's game in terms of having um, field goals be, a, you know, a viable option for those offenses that aren't converting uh, to touchdowns in every series. Now you, uh, Adrian, on your team, we see a balance attack. We have, you know, a quarterback that normally is mm-hmm. a standard barrier for you guys. But then we see the, like the international committee, that's what I call it, you know, Kusinen and Mata and, and everybody mm-hmm. else behind. Um, it just, it just seems like the the offensive execution, in other words, it's a balance attack, right? Don't you're not going to give me this. That's fine. We're going to go this way, and so it's it's always been that way for you guys in the last couple of seasons. When we see it, and and you start to dissect you guys on film, start to see that there are obviously changes in that sense where you you guys make that you know the audible right based on the defense that we're going to you mm-hmm. know fake it to the to the receiver, but all of a sudden here we get the freight train. You're the and down down your throat. 
Right, so true. And uh, I like your your term, the international committee. I have another term that I call our international players, but I won't say it because it's not necessarily PC. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, we have some uh, we have some absolutely fantastic uh, running backs in Tutti from uh, Finland and Ruth Amada from uh, the UK. And what can I say? Again, our offense, the brilliance of our offense, it's it, it's it's because of one person, uh, Mr. Vernon Crawford, uh, you know, former player uh, for the New England Patriots, and he is a football genius. And the offenses that he schemes for us are multifaceted, uh, complicated in a just illustriously beautiful way, um, to the point where <laughs> I, as a receiver, I don't know when I'm getting the ball, Oscar. I just always have to be ready. And if I don't know when or if I'm going to get a pass from our wonderful Allison Cahill, then there's no way a defense is going to know. Um, we always have multiple options on any given play, and that's what makes us uh, a threat because we can uh, convert, whether it's in the passing game to our receiving core or on the ground with our stable of running backs, or relying on number seven on Allison Cahill's legs to, to move the ball forward. So it really is um, a profound offense that I'm, I'm really am privileged and excited to, to be a part of. No, it's exciting. Um, and Angelica, on your, on your guys' uh, aspect of it, on the defensive side of things, it's, it's almost like you don't want to walk in the stadium nine times out of ten because – it's like that defense is going to be problem. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I watched in that oh, game yeah. against Mississippi. I'm watching the game against, uh, you know, Washington last year. I mean, it was just like, okay, uh, there is no – it was like there's no barrier on the other side, and it was just like eating, and you guys are feeding and feeding and feeding. And it's like, okay, that's just so – eventually you start to feel sorry for the other team. You're like, why are they even lining up? They're just not <laughs> – they're not making it, right? Oh, well, I will say that um, amongst, you know, the the renegades and the elite, um, you can't just win a game with offense and defense. You have to win the game with all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, You mentioned that earlier in in the conversation about special teams, and so that's very, very important. You have to try to create turnovers but put your your, uh, team in a better situation to score or put the offense of the other team in a worse situation to not score. So um, as far as our defense mentality, we, it, it's been don't break defense. Um, 11 hats for the ball. If one person misses a tackle, the next person should be, be ready to be in line to hit them. So um, especially when it comes to game tackling, that's my favorite part, because I'm trying to get the ball out of your hands while everybody else is trying to tackle. So I'm like a little gremlin out there trying to get the ball. Well, you can never see me in the mm-hmm. huddle. You just know that. I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> so, um, well, we know we know uh, from what we know from watching you, you're very direct and very elusive. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an, an honor and a privilege to um, have been taught by some awesome coaches in my time, and also uh, I've been coached by some coaches that have not been so great. So now I know what a good coach is, and so. Um, Having it played, this would be my 15th season. And my last, many people say, this is not your last. This is my last season playing as a woman's <laughs> soccer player. 
and I am ready to hand the torch to the next person. And um, being a part of this defense over the years has been um, an awesome experience for me. And it has uh, taught me a lot about myself in regards to, you know, everything doesn't work in your favor, but how do you respond? And so Mm -hmm. um, football has taught me how to respond not only on the field, but, of course, you equate that to life and how to respond to certain situations in life. So true, so true. Um, I mean, last year was, for me, that was one of the hardest things because you get to, you know, uh, family and everything else, and then you got to adjust and you got to make changes. And, and you, you know, business is the same, right, Adrian? Uh, it's always adjustments. So true. We got to make changes, <laughs> forecasts <laughs> uh, based on intake and all that good stuff. Um, I mean, it was one of, one of these, one of these, the weekend that's coming up here this two weeks from today and then the weekend coming up here on June 8th, um, for, I want to get you guys to take the two leagues are basically right there at that next level, the pro side and the WNFC side. Um, Adrian, wh- where do you, where's the excitement for you? I mean, WFA right there pro. I, I think uh, Jess, the CEO, is making some changes there to get you more visibility. We're on the Women's Sports Network now. You're consistently on For the Fans. Um, so it's just it's right. for the pro side, in other words, for the pro division. It's, it's kind of been refreshing for us fans and media fans, and uh, I'm pretty sure for fans, um, that you're able to watch it kind of like you would an NFL game or a college game. Right, right. As as you and Angelica have said before, yes, the, the access, the ease with which games can be viewed now is definitely helping us overall um, as a sport. I mean, I've been – Jelly, you're 15 years. I think I'm 15 years as well. I have to get out of calculator <laughs> to figure out <laughs> how long I've been playing. <laughs> But, I, don't, um, I didn't want to bring you guys because but, you're old or anything. I just wanted to make sure you guys championship mindset here. Let's go back there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. You know, the only thing I count is championship rings. So um, yes, uh, being able to have our game streamed on different platforms uh, is definitely helping the growth of the game. And Angelica, you had said this before, but when girls are able to see you know, images of women out there playing, it makes all the difference. And they don't have to spend years of their lives saying, am I strange because I like to play football or is it okay? You know, permission has already been granted. They can look at Angelica. They can look at me. They can look at all of the other women playing tackle at the elite level uh, currently. And in terms of what I'm really looking forward to, uh, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that the Renegades, we can keep, as you said, Oscar, keep this freight train going and that will end up playing um, on ESPN July 22nd in the WFA Championship. Mm-hmm. So I know Lisa King has been working hard. Just, just um, Dodgers has been working hard, and uh, that's that's something that is like a my my little girl's my little Adrian's dream come true is to be playing the sport of football on a network such as ESPN. Yeah, I know. Angelica, you guys, a uh, big deal to be on uh, Zans, uh, and also a big deal internationally for Zans, and then also, you know, obviously W Score, keeping it together, especially after uh, the virus thing kind of like, you know, didn't work out, but you're able to shift over Correct. and, you know, score four, score 458, really supporting you guys on that end as well. And I, and I think they see a benefit there, right? Because if you're Bo, you're supporting a brand new league that also helps his his brand and 
the visibility also comes to the branding and also the sourcing. So it's really nice to see, you know, the week-to-week uh, games. And if you're a fan with the W score, you get to choose, you know, which, which team to support, right, where you can put your money mm-hmm. in. So it's kind of like virtual, uh, virtual fans, in other words, uh, with the W score. And sometimes, you know, things don't happen the way you see fit, but it was a good pivot for the WNFC to, you know, not have things work out with fire. And so the WNFC is like, you know what, we'll do our own thing. We can do our own thing anyway. So let's, let's come up with W-Score. W-Score has now been born, and I believe that's going to be something that's going to continue on in the future until we do get on, you know, the main uh, TV streams such as ESPN and your your other channels that you have that show sports. So it's really, really nice to to see the access. And I know for us, it's been nice to see for our fans to finally get to, to witness, you know, t- uh, two of the top elite teams in the world uh, between Boston and Texas. And then, you know, the the excitement that it is in terms of the playoff scene, a lot of people don't realize it, but I think this is going to be the year where it's going to be really awesome because you get to see uh, the WFA playoffs in, on, on the Women's Sports Network as well, and then you're going to get to see the, the WNFC play, uh, playoffs, you know, in the, the W score. So really, really uh, awesome to see both the coverages and access to both leagues. Um, Angelica, before I let you go, uh, any predictions on the other side? I know you're not going to predict on the west side, but on the east side, um, <laughs> you got Mississippi, Houston, and then we also have on the other side, I think it's uh, – Atlanta versus Washington. Washington missed it last year. I think they might be bitter about it. Uh, Atlanta, as we talked about here, they're overconfident in, in my eyes. So now they got to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have Mississippi, who I'm pretty sure Rashawn Gore didn't go to Mississippi just to go to Mississippi. I think there's a purpose there. Oh, she she wants to win in in um, at quarterback. She wants to win at quarterback. Um, how I how I, ooh, that's a tough one over there. Let me let me start with Houston. With the Houston Mambas, you know, kudos to them for being the newest franchise and coming out and making it to playoffs. Um, they are definitely um, doing something that's different out, out down south in Houston with uh, getting these ladies' mindset together to be a champion one day. And um, going to Mississippi. With Mississippi, they're not, they're not going to lay down. Let me tell you that. It's going to be a fight with every down. Um, with us playing them within our first our first game, it was like a championship game because, you know, um, having Rashawn coming from the elite, you know, in practice we could never hit her last year. Now to be able to hit her full force was awesome. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she didn't have a red jersey. You know. So going from Mississippi <laughs> to Atlanta, Atlanta is another tough team that has made the playoffs just about every season, every year, and they always fall short, usually by another team or by us. And so, honestly, if I had to guess, that's that's a tough one. I think in the last game, it's it's probably going to be Atlanta and Mississippi. And I think it's going to be a closer game to where it's going to be who makes less mistakes. Yeah, no, I, it, it, Mississippi has been very impressive. You've seen them live. It's a totally different uh, system in terms of uh, Rashawn Gore being at the helm. Um, they do have, yes. you know, the weapons on the other side as well. So uh, it's just going to be a great battle. Um, 
I'm anticipating Houston will come to play because they've already been battle-tested all season in terms of the Central Division. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Coach, Coach Soho is not uh, going to uh, just show up to lose, right? She's going to want to do her best to win, of course. Um, but it's going to be a very intriguing Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, favorite for us is Mississippi to come out of it, as to your point here. That's probably the favorite here. Atlanta's got to prove to us they're better than what they're boasting. That's literally what they're up to in, in terms of this little scenario. Um, Adrian, on the other side, uh, in terms of the WFA, I know this, the playoffs haven't started, and let's not cut up the two weeks short, but if you look at Massey's, uh, we're looking at St. Louis, Cali mm-hmm. War. Uh, uh, both of them have been disappointed by you. <laughs> so that would be the competition that we'll have to come over and because we don't see anybody else uh, but yourselves arriving there. And so what do you feel like St. Louis has been pretty much right there, just like you guys, all season? Cali War, also the same. Uh, Minnesota has kind of dropped off a little bit. But, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. two runner-ups in terms of the Massies is St. Louis, Cali War. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm in agreement with that. And actually, last year, uh, the St. Louis Slam, when we played them uh, in St. Louis, believe I have that correct, we were actually down at halftime. So um, they're definitely a team that we do not take lightly. And um, I I think, you know, Matthew's getting it right and that we're looking at either Cali or St. Louis on the uh, west side. And, again, if we just keep doing what we're doing over here in Boston, um, we're hoping to be back in the, the championship on July 22nd. All right, so Adrian, let's talk about the upcoming game for you. Tampa Bay Inferno, Boston. This is going to be one of the, you know, one of the rivalries that you guys have had in the past. Uh, Tampa Bay must win for them because, uh, based on the uh, the rankings in terms of Massey, they lose, they would literally be out. So it's kind of like they have to try to upset here in order to, in order from to stay for the playoffs contention. So. Uh, not not a big thing, right? Or is it a big thing? It is a big thing. Well, it's, when it's do or die for any team, you have to treat it like it's a big thing. Um, you know, the whole it, any given Sunday uh, mentality. So for us, we always, every team, as if we're going out to play the New England Patriots, period. So we don't ever say, oh, well, this week, you know, we beat a team that beat them, so we don't have to take them as, as, as strongly. We don't have to pay as much attention. That's never the case. And I think, again, that goes to the Boston Renegades standard of football, is you never take any opponent lightly, especially when you know that opponent has everything to lose. Like, they need to win this game. So we're doing what we normally do, film sessions, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, practices Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And, you know, we get people showing up. We have pretty much all, the entire team for every practice, at least 50 players, is showing up. That lends itself on the field. The chemistry with receivers and a quarterback, um, the offense is firing on all cylinders. Our defense is able to react uh, accordingly, and we're looking to get donuts. So, yeah, we, we take Tampa very seriously. This is going to be a big game, um, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Adrian, on the other game for the Women's Sports Network, 
Uh, you guys face Pittsburgh. You guys have seen D.C. Uh, this is going to mm-hmm. be their, you know, where do they want to go? It's a game where it's very crucial for both teams, more so for, I think, for D.C. than it is for Pittsburgh. But so it's going to be kind of an exciting matchup there. You've seen them both. You know, unfortunately, Chavez went down for Pittsburgh, right, uh, right. which gives them a different mm-hmm. dimension. But I think, uh, you know, both teams this coming weekend in terms of the Women's Sports Network, uh, both teams really have something to play for, basically. Absolutely. And I think that's what's exciting uh, for this year especially. And, again, all the more reason uh, why it's so wonderful to have our games being broadcast in a way that more people can view them because it does up the ante. And everyone is kind of like waited, you know, bated breath because people's, um, you know, seasons are going to be determined with this game. Like who's going to play where, who has home field advantage, et cetera. So it's, for me, you know, I'm, I'm getting pumped just sitting here talking about it. Like where are my weights? Let me go in my other room and, and go pump some iron real fast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all really exciting. The stakes are, are high. And again, I'm, I'm looking forward to how our playoff uh, situation is going to line up for this season. All right. Angelica, I'll let you go. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Get some rest. Uh, I know you're going to be probably flying at St. Salt Lake uh, in about a week or so, right? And you're at the, you hit the nail on the head, yes. <laughs> Should be a good flight. Hopefully you have safe travel and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the field and thing, as always. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And best of luck to both WFA and WMSC teams and um, I didn't get a chance to say this, but um, I hope that Washington, now that Prodigy, now they're in the playoffs, that they, they, play, they play with a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> I agree. I think I think Washington should, you know, maybe surprise people. So hopefully that's the case. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll keep in touch, Adrian, and thank you, Oscar. Um, hopefully yes. I'll talk to you in another two or three years. Let's see where I'll be in football. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Angelica. I really appreciate it. Have a great evening, okay? Bye, Jelly. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Well, Adrian, uh, there you go. I wanted to bring two people with championship pedigree and mindsets, and I, I could not be more glad to have both of you guys on. Um, and also, you know, your two teams kind of, you know, embody playing at a high level. So that's the, the beauty of the whole thing, right, to introduce the fans to two elite teams uh, on, the, on in terms of the sport. Um, and I want to also kind of let everybody know, you know, it's entrepreneur mindset that I wanted to bring you on as well. And Blitz Champs, uh, you know, affiliate program, which I was reading up. So you got everything kind of like moving forward now in terms of support. And so how's that going? Oh, yeah. This is th- – thank you again for having me on, Oscar. And it was really great to be on with Angelica. We've actually played on uh, – Flag football teams together, and like I said before, we're cut from the same cloth. She really is someone who's out here doing it for the right reasons, you know, trying to grow the sport of football for girls and women, and, you know, I'm proud to call her a friend and just help her out in any way I can, and she does the same for me. So in terms of Blitzchamps, though, I'm really excited. Everything is moving forward. The Blitzchamps NFL collection is launching a pre-sale as we speak. So if you go to blitzchamps.com and click on our little NFL collection header, 
you'll be able to see and purchase a Blitz Champs deck that's branded with your favorite NFL team. And this has been, for me, Oscar, it has been seven and a half years in the making. So um, I'm, I'm relieved, I'm exhausted, I'm excited, I'm all the things. <laughs> but I, I really want the Blitz Champs NFL collection to bring, to bring a sense of joy and pride to people as they play and as they, they rep their favorite NFL team. What a moment for you because the last time we talked, uh, you know, and, and we've been, you've been on the podcast several times over the years. And so every mm-hmm. time we've brought you on the podcast, there's always been another level, right? Another level. And we go to another level. And all of a sudden, you know, to arrive at this level is just an, a great achievement. Thank you. Yes, it, uh, it, it almost feels surreal. I have, I have some of the prototypes from the, the uh, Chance NFL collection in my living room, and every time I walk by, I kind of just take a pause, Oscar, and I look at it, because it's very unusual, yet satisfying feeling to look at a physical object that literally came from your head. Like it was an idea in my mind in 2015 and now, you know, in the 2015 and now here we are in 2023 and I'm, I'm staring at it in living color in 3d. Uh, I'm holding the product in my hands and it's um, quite fulfilling. Uh, and I just, I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful for it. And you know what? It's a, educational in that aspect that you're helping, right? It's a, it's a tool yes. to help in terms of education. So it's not like it's going to go away anytime soon, right? Because it's basically uh, an educational type of mentality and tool that you can use it for years to come. So, you know, right, I know we right. had your original edition, right? They came out, I, I mm-hmm. think it was what, when did it come out? Uh, 2000. So 15, December, said, 2015, December, December 2015, I had the idea, but I could develop it, and I really didn't hit the market with it until 2017. I remember that year because uh, you were still you were trying to branch, I think it was Walmart, right, if I'm correct? You were trying to yeah, break into so the Walmart, Walmart Yeah, Walmart invited me in 2018 to pitch Blitz Champs, and it was successful. So um, Blitz Champs started being sold on Walmart.com in 2018. Great memory, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like you, I need to get my notes out. <laughs> Great memory. I, I do some thorough thorough investigating when I bring my guests on so I don't look like a, you know, don't sound like a guy that doesn't know his stuff. <laughs> but um, – but a great, that. you know, great uh, opportunity, right, to, to get on that scale, which is basically a, a, a worldwide uh, branding scale when you get on the Walmart stage. Yeah, yeah. so Walmart, Walmart was great. Um, Amazon, there's a reason Jeff Bezos is so uh, rich, <laughs> because Amazon is a very powerful tool as well um, to help, you know, kind of the, the independent mom-and-pop shops such as myself um, have scalability in terms of getting their product uh, out, not even in the United, only United States, but the original Blitz Champs sold those in Europe as well. So um, it's, it's been great. And uh, the new, this new licensing deal with the NFL is just going to open up even more doors, and I'm, I'm just really excited about it. 
Now, uh, Adrian, that success, um, your playing career at some point is going to end. You're going into that mm-hmm. environment. Um, I don't know if everybody, if anybody follows you, uh, you were doing a really cool, uh, I think it was, uh, I, I kind of watched the whole thing, the placebo effect, which was kind of relatable oh, yeah. for me because when you start creating a businesses or you're trying to break into something, right, the energy has to be there. You've got to have, you know, some sort of mindset for it. But sometimes, you know, you you, you got to have a, a change, right, because you come from a different background where people are either pulling you down and they're not lifting you. And some, sometimes you have to change that mindset. Yes, yeah, so I gave a TED Talk um, in February called uh, Using the Placebo Effect to Transform Ideas into Reality. And it, it was a great opportunity to have such a powerful platform to give my, my own personal insight into how the placebo effect, principles from the placebo effect, allowed me to go from a little girl dreaming of playing pro football to actualizing that dream and then, again, to take an idea I had in my head for a football card game in December 2015 and end up landing a licensing deal with the NFL, you know, uh, maybe six years later. And and it was it was profound for me because I was able to see how when you constantly hold on to a thought, if you have an idea, um, whether it's something you want to achieve physically or something you want to achieve in terms of your career uh, or in terms of your business, you have that idea, you hold on to it, and you take certain steps and interact and surround yourself with the appropriate people, so people uh, who who will support your, your vision for yourself. And doing that, it helps the idea manifest faster, come to reality faster. And it's something that, you know, people say to me, oh, you were just grinding, you were just working hard. But it's, it's more than that. Like if you watch the TED Talk, I break down certain principles that anybody can use, anybody can adopt to achieve whatever their goal is in life. And I just, it, it was a great exercise for me to kind of break that down and see what steps I had taken both like in the physical uh, world as an athlete, but also in the business world as an entrepreneur. Yeah, very, uh, very informative. And if you're like a person that's going into the business mindset and trying to change or trying to grow or trying to create something, um, it really enlightens you about, you know, some of the challenges too, but also, like you said, to kind of break the barriers, uh, internal barriers, mind, mind barriers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get into a rut with yourself, right, and you give, up an, you give up on an idea, and it could have turned out to be something great. Correct, correct. A, a lot of people quit right before something's about to take off, and it really is – and I'm a sprinter, so I don't even like to say the word marathon, Oscar, but I'm going to say it <laughs> – It's a marathon. It's about endurance because whenever, especially if you're creating something new, you know, it's not like I was was saying, oh, I have this new sports drink. It's going to be pineapple, apple, orange, but it's going to be sparkly, right? People understand what a sports drink is. But when you're you're creating something that has never existed, there just is no category for it, that Mm -hmm. makes it even harder because not only do you, are you just educating people about, um, hey, I've got this new concept, 
but now you're saying, and it's called an iPod, right? Think about that. Like back in the day, no one mm-hmm. knew what an iPod was. And so it's, it's almost like a double hurdle and that you're introducing something new and that something that is new happens to be completely new. Like there's no comparable for it. Um, and in those cases, you just really have to hunker down and be disciplined and get used to rejection, get used to no's, and keep going anyway. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that is, like I said, overcoming, right? It's kind of like a, like I always tell everybody before, when I used to, in my younger days, you become a salesman, right? If you're doing insurance or you're doing mm-hmm. commission, uh, there's a lot of doors that you're going to knock down before you make a sale, right? A lot of a lot of no's before yeah. the sale comes. So you got to have that same mentality, right? The grind uh, to to just bang on doors and making sure that you know you keep going until uh, the opportunity opens up and you become a little bit more, uh, you know, you be, you become a better skilled uh, at every no. That's what my boss used to tell me. Every no will give That's you great. a better skill, right? Because it's like every no teaches you something different. So uh, you know whether it be a decision mm-hmm. maker you got to sit down with whether it be a product that you're going to try to launch, right, or whether it be just in general mm-hmm. uh, commerce, you know, how are you going to get it out there, right? So it's every every mm-hmm. step along the way, uh, there's going to be a challenge, right, to overcome because there's going to be a lot of no's logistically or there's going to be a lot of no's in marketing. So it's just the way, the way it goes as well. So, the, you know, you got to get – you got to be tough, as you said before. You got to be – kind of stay the course in general. So congratulations on getting that. And making it an NFL branded Blitz Champs uh, card game. So if you guys haven't figured it out, uh, www.blitzchamps.com. You go get it. And Adrian, uh, it's affordable, I presume. Uh, the last one that I, the original <laughs> card that I bought from you, was very affordable. I think it was like uh, probably under ten dollars, right? Well, this one we've got the NFL involved, so our price point is at twenty four ninety nine. Um, and still also, good, still a good deal. Absolutely, and we're we're made in America, so that's that's also why we're at twenty four ninety nine. We're not making anything yeah. overseas. We are right here in America, uh, making these decks, and yeah, it's uh, it's fun for the the family, fun for friends, um, and don't tell the kids, but it also reinforces math skills when they play. But shh, keep that secret. No, it's it's great. I I'm, I know for a fact, uh, based on your feed, that you that you're working with the schools and you're working with certain districts and things like that. So that's going to be exciting. But you know, putting the NFL brand on your brand, uh, that is huge marketing, right, in itself, because that just elevates it to another level. Absolutely, and you know, it it really it really is great. I have been pitching the NFL for um, you know few years talking to different uh, NFL franchises and the league uh, office itself, and um, they did a really good job vetting the product and making sure that the, you know, Blitz Champ football card game in and of itself aligned well with the NFL, and so I'm really pleased about that, and I'm looking forward to growing this partnership, and we're going we're gonna to be able to do a lot of good. We're, we're going to create, you know, a new medium that football fans and NFL fans can experience their favorite game and play their, their favorite game in a different format. And we're going to do a great job of introducing kids 
the sport of football, and I'm really excited about being able to incorporate more girls into the game. So within Blitz Champ, within the deck itself, the images, I was very, very particular and very adamant about having football players that are both female and male that represent all the different colors of humans uh, in existence. So if someone picks up a Blitz Champ deck, they see themselves reflected in the game, and they know that football, that Blitz Champ is for them. Awesome. So, uh, Adrian, once again, thank you for making the time. I know you're busy all the time with practice now this season and obviously your business uh, endeavors as well. So really, really appreciate it. Always uh, appreciate you making the time for us. And uh, you guys, check it out, www.blitzchance.com. Get the new NFL edition right there, uh, $24.99. That's a steal. So head, it out, head out there and support Adrian as well. And then looking forward to watching Adrian. Uh, this weekend, it's coming up weekend, week seven, Tampa Bay Inferno, Boston Renegades on For the Fans. And uh, so it's going to be uh, awesome to watch her out there. So, Adrian, once again, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Oscar. Appreciate everything you do, giving us this platform, um, making sure our voices are heard. Thank you so much. Have a great night, okay? You too. All right, guys, uh, the talented Adrian Smith, uh, WFA champion, Boston Renegades, WFA all-time receiving leader, uh, talking WFA playoffs here, including our new line, NFL Blitz Champs. You can get it pretty much right there at the website, www.blitzchamps.com. Tab on the NFL tab. Uh, if you got Amazon, you can get it on Amazon as well. And if you, you know, if you got Prime, you can get it probably in the next couple, in a day, what, a day or two. So check it out, however means you need to get it. Uh, get it right there, and it's uh, very informative. You can use it on any age group, uh, all age groups. And if people like football, even a bonus. So check it out, Adrian Smith, uh, the Blitz Champs NFL edition uh, being rolled out as we speak today. So check it out. And then uh, don't forget Angelica Grayson. You get to see her live next weekend, June 8th, Salt Lake City, and that's going to be Texas Elite Spartans taking on the Denver Bandits in Salt Lake City, uh, also the Utah-San Diego Rebellion at, as well, right there at the West Coast um, Conference semifinals in Utah. Three-day event, June 8th through the 10th, so it's going to be a big event there. On the opposite side, we got uh, the Eastern Conference as well, and that's going to be over in Decor, uh, Georgia. That's going to be the Atlanta Phoenix taking on the Washington Prodigy. And we have the um, Mississippi Panthers also taking on the Houston Mambas. So really, really two massive, uh, you know, events coming up here June 8th through the 10th. uh, WNFCfootball.com forward slash right there. You can get all the information in terms of tickets for both sides, or you can go to the individual sites uh, for each team's. Uh, get the tickets there. It's pretty easy to do. If you already have W Score, then you got a bonus. You're going to get access to the games. W Score, ten bucks for the month, forty dollars for the year. It's a pretty basic package. So uh, you can invest in the WNFC by helping them out as well as the brand. So really, really awesome. The international uh, recap that happened this week, as I mentioned at the beginning of the hour, at the first hour, was the shocker of shockers, which is in Germany and in Finland as Team Spain and Team Germany upset Team Finland and Team Great Britain in the 2023 uh, championship series, competition series, 
Uh, it was really awesome to see the game there. Um, we have coverage from the event. If you go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash Grand Bees, and you also get the coverage from our own um, Ross Crawford, uh, some of the events that happened there. So Olga Soltillo of the Team Spain and our own no-joke football athlete, Allison Rodriguez as well, um, they were a big part of the win, of the 12-0 to win against Finland. That was at the, uh, at the first Saturday, on Saturday the 27th. So an, an exciting matchup there, pretty close matchup for two quarters, and then all of a sudden the two scores come from Spain, and they take care of business, and they upset uh, Team Finland. Team Finland has not been the same since the, uh, the 2017 um, IFAB World Championships. They've had fallen uh, normally in the top three before that, and then in Vancouver they fell to almost uh, fifth overall. And so now it's uh, you got to question whether the program in Finland is degressing or we're having Spain and Germany and all these other programs uh, completely moving up now. And I know Spain uh, took has taken, what, two years off? So that becomes a situation where Spain now is elevating their game. Uh, they normally play like a 9-9-9 in terms of the regular season, but to elevate to 11s, uh, bringing together a lot of the uh, top athletes in the Spanish uh, realm of things, some of the uh, veteran athletes from the Black Demons championship teams, from the Barbera Rookies championship teams. So those encompassing together, these players, uh, a lot of them very young, we're looking at, you know, in their mid-20s to 30s. So that makes a big difference for the Spanish team. Still young, still uh, hungry, and uh, depending on what's going to happen here in the next uh, couple months coming up here, the series here, we, we got Spain 1-0. They can, they're can they going to be taking on Germany. They're going to be taking on the other teams and see if they're going to be able to come up with another W. If they come up with one or two Ws, we're starting, we'll start to look at, uh, you know, a rise of a new uh, championship squad in terms of the realm of the UK realm besides the Great Britain team, the Swedes, and the fin- Finnish teams. So this is going to be a change. Maybe uh, Germany and Spain will shock us even more as the competition goes forward. In terms of the matchup with Germany, a back-and-forth matchup in terms of the UK, there were some mistakes and some flags that maybe cost UK the loss uh, if you look at the game body of, of work. But overall, Germany did make one more play than the U.K., and it's a very classic matchup, so you can watch it right there uh, under Sports Deutschland TV. You get the access right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. get to watch the whole game in its entirety, and uh, you get to watch uh, Ruth Mata from the Boston Renegades. You also get to watch uh, uh, Mona Stevens as well uh, from the German team. And so a lot of the uh, Team Germany of the AFBD was comprised by no stranger, uh, by Stuttgart's uh, Scorpion uh, ladies, which were the champions of DBL2, and then also from the Sarlin Hurricanes as well, DBL1, plus the Berlin Lady Cobras, who have dominated the German League for generations now, for over 20 years. So both of those, you know, three squads combined to bring together and, and, and be a unit as, as a force and to just edge the UK by one point is a big deal because it shows that they can stay toe-to-toe competitive with the uh, Great Britain teams 
And Great Britain, you know, they, they obviously were the uh, silver medalist winners at the 2017 IFAB World Championship. So they are, uh, you know, they're the hard team to beat. In other words, they do have the pedigree for championship mindset here. And they were looking obviously for gold against Team USA in terms of the uh, 2017 Vancouver event. But, uh, you know, hats off to Germany. They made a great strides in terms of their program. Uh, they finished, I believe, sixth at the, at the 2017 Vancouver Championships. So um, now it's, it's a big moment for them. 1-0, they get to face, you know, their next round opponents. And we'll see, like I said, where Team Spain and Team Germany end up in terms of this IFAB uh, European Women's Championship Series and who will be the two finalists uh, in, in spring of 2024. It's a different concept than you normally have in terms of a tournament tournament setting. This is more of a series, championship series, more of a league format type mentality where the teams are going to play certain, uh, they're going to take certain months off within usually a 90-day window, and then they're going to go ahead and compete for the one-day event, and then they go to the next couple months and then compete for the next event. So it's going to be stretched out between this spring and the 2024 spring. So interesting concept to try. Uh, I think it's going to be great to, to look at and, and to kind of view as a fan where you can have football every uh, every 90 days in terms of the European scene uh, on the ladies' side. And it's really exciting to see that these two teams elevated their game to another level and they're able to uh, shock the world. This is a very shocking weekend in the international scene because we, we, we did not anticipate Finland to fall to Team Spain. We uh, obviously did not anticipate the um, – the Great Britain team to fall to Germany, but hats off to both teams for doing a great job there as well. And then since we're talking European scenes, let's go into the European results and recaps. And I got some of the, some of the uh, events on overseas, some of the notes that came up. Uh, we had, let's see, DBL1, DBL, DBL1 is going to kick off in Germany this weekend, 6-4. Uh, Stuttgart versus Sarland Canes. That is the matchup of matchups. Um, that is one that we're penciling in and keeping an eye on. Very so the two former champs, three-time champions, uh, in terms of the Canes and the uh, champions Stuttgart Scorpions from last year. They will collide on June 4th in the kickoff. You also have Bacha Miners taking on the SC Solgen, the Kill Baltic Hurricanes taking on the Hamburg Amazons, uh, the Dragons uh, taking on a Maham. Banditas, so big weekend uh, launch and kickoff for Germany. Also, uh, the playoffs are going to be starting soon in Sweden as well um, as we head into, I believe, week eight or week six. Yeah, week, week six in, in there. There's a bye week this coming week, but at last week it was Karlstad 47-0 taking on Nurkopen. Not a, not None of a challenge there. It looks like Karlstad will be the team to beat in the Swedish Super Series. Um, AIKE and Copenhagen, 20 to zero. Copenhagen has been very impressive this season. Name change, Raptors, uh, imaging, everything, and they have come through uh, so far. They are probably the runner-up to compete against Karlstad Crusaders, which they will collide, I believe, in about a week or so here. Uh, about two weeks, they'll collide there, and then we'll see how they fare up against Karlstad Crusaders. Uh, and Gabby Nobbs and company out there as well. Uh, Goderberg 50 to 12 against Linham. Linham has kind of fallen off after that defeat from Karlstad uh, a week ago. Goderberg rebounds here, get their back on the win track. Uh, Valen Rega trolls 
Uh, they get edged 26 to 6 by Vestera Reuters. They get a bye week in the Swedish League this coming week. Then we'll resume action on June 10th, and then we'll have two weeks left in the season going forward there. Uh, in the Maple League, uh, we have also matchups coming up here week three in Finland. And that's going to be Turco Trojans taking on the North Northern Lights. Big class here. Turco undefeated so far. Northern Lights coming off from Division Two. I mean, Division One down to Maple League. Uh, we'll see how they fare against the champions here in terms of that aspect of it. Um, if you go back to um, Canada, and we'll swing over to Canada, uh, last weekend we had uh, May 27th, Lethbridge gets shut out and blown out by Edmonton Storm. It's going to be a battle of, uh, I believe, Calgary and Edmonton pretty much for the right uh, in terms of the West Coast. Uh, we got Calgary, Lethbridge coming up this next week, week six. That will decide pretty much uh, who's going to be neck and neck, and it's probably going to be Calgary, Edmonton on the west side. Then you got Winnipeg getting blown out by Saskatoon. No surprise there, 59-0. Uh, Manitoba, Regina was supposed to be a really good clash. Unfortunately, Regina is still the better squad than Manitoba. Manitoba, the runner-up last year to the WWCFL final uh, championship. So they get beat by Regina, 33-7. So as we go into week six, the matchup of matchups to watch for the WWCFL Saskatoon Valkyries taking on the Regina Riot. That is the the circle matchup that you got to watch for this coming weekend. We've got Manitoba trying to rebound against Winnipeg uh, this next week as well. So the final week in the WWCFL, and uh, as we had predicted here before with uh, Mark Simone, uh, who couldn't make it today, unfortunately. Uh, but Mark Simone, you know, we had predicted before, it's going to be a battle. It's probably going to be Saskatoon, Calgary. This is going to be Calgary's biggest test in their program, they take down the Saskatoon Valkyries, and uh, that's basically the key right there. Uh, Saskatoon, I'm pretty sure, is going to be the favorite, uh, especially right now. I, they, they're they just the team to beat. Uh, they've owned the WWCFL for almost 10 years and no different this season. So it's going to be a big challenge. Um, so Lisa Gomes out there, um, our no-joke football athlete with the Calgary Rage, um, she's looking forward to the clash against the best team in Canada the Saskatoon Valkyries up in the WWCFL. Um, if you go down south to Mexico, we have the Lexfa uh, National uh, Tournament, and you get the uh, information right there at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Thanks to uh, Tercer Cuarto. Thank you to Las Parielas uh, for the coverage as well. So if you missed it, go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. That is the place to be, the best network on the planet. It is us, so go there. Get all the access from the best network people bringing you the information so to keep you informed on what's happening in women's tackle football globally. Um, so Mayas and Navy have already punched their ticket to the Lafayette 11s championship. So uh, semifinals, I meant, not championship, semifinals. They're both undefeated, 6-0 and on both sides. Then we had Halcones. Uh, taking on Lobos this past week. Tuscoco, 14-0 victory over Lobos Toluca. Then we had Mexico, Central Mexico, 14-8 to victory over uh, the Jaguars. Um, so both of these teams, Group A and Group B, now we have Group A. Um, uh, group B, yeah, Group A, uh, it's going to be Mexico's taking on Navy football. So 4-2 Mexico's looking to upset 6-0 and Navy. And then on the other side, you have Halcones, 4-2 um, as well, looking to upset the Mayas, the, the current champions in La Fai. 
so it's going to be an interesting weekend in terms of LaFi, who will stand out and who will take down the two undefeated teams. So it's going to be the scenario there in terms of the uh, Lexus scene. We have Lexus 8 results uh, at the, at, on Twitter, at Gridiron Beauties on Twitter. You can follow us there. Uh, also some results on our stories uh, on Instagram. So check it out on Instagram as well. So um, the other matchup that happened was uh, Gridiron Queensland does finish the series at the state of origin. They do win. Um, shout out to uh, Coach Lon Turlock. She retires from uh, Queensland Gridiron football. And so, you know, um, what a storied career. Uh, multi-time champion in Queensland, including uh, the national champion as well with the Sun Devils. So uh, Coach Lon, Lon Tulak, also an, uh, an integral part of Gridiron Queensland's success in bringing attention to the sport in Australia as well. All right, so the only thing we got to run down, uh, WNFC basically on a bye, basically before the playoffs here on June 8th, coming up here June 8th. Next week we will break down the Eastern Conference, as we had just talked to Angelica Grayson here and Adrian Smith concerning the uh, Western Conference. We'll break down the Eastern Conference next week. Uh, the favorites for the Western Conference right now looks like Utah uh, should come out of it against San Diego. San Diego, uh, like I said, tough cookie. They're looking for that revenge from that uh, 20, 21-20 loss in season. And then we have Texas Lee Spartans, uh, Denver's biggest test for them would be to take down the Texas Lee Spartans in South Lake City. So that's going to be a big hurdle. Can they play their, can they play their best offensive um, you know game the Denver Bandits uh, against the Texas Lee Spartans? That is the question that we have to ask. Uh, in the WFA, we are going to break down the WFA week 7 pro matchups uh, for the fans as we just talked to Adrian Smith here, Boston Renegades taking on the Tampa Bay Inferno, a Tampa Bay Inferno in a must-win. They're ranked number nine by Massey. If they can take down number one Boston, they would obviously help their uh, cause. Uh, it's going to be June, uh, June this coming weekend. So it's going to be uh, for the fans, uh, June 3rd here. And then you got uh, the Women's Sports Network, number eight, DC Divas, taking on number five, Pittsburgh Passion. So we'll see how D.C. fares here. Must win more so for D.C. than Pittsburgh. So that's uh, the, the matchup. We also have Alabama taking on Carolina Phoenix. That means they got it. They just got to win out uh, Carolina. It shouldn't be a contest here. Uh, number two, St. Louis versus Dallas Elite Mustangs. Uh, St. Louis more than likely going to be the victor here. Uh, Nebraska will take on Minnesota. A big, big clash here for Nebraska. Nebraska is ranked number, uh, I believe, number 21 in the Massey ratings, but they are ranked number six overall in terms of the D2 Massey ratings. So it's a big deal for Nebraska here to move up uh, the rankings in terms of Massey. Minnesota, on the other side, needs this win more so than anything to stay in the hunt. For the Masseys, they're number four to stay in contention for the playoffs on the West Coast. Then uh, Rocky Mountain Thunder Cats will be taking on Maha Blaze. Maha Blaze coming off that... Uh, Devastating loss to New Mexico Banitas. Uh, they need this rebound game against the Rocky Mountain Thundercats more so than anything to try to keep their playoffs hopes alive in the Massey ratings. Um, then we got number seven, Houston versus Arlington. Originally it was the for the fans matchup. It was changed. So Houston Energy, number seven, taking on Arlington, number 10. Uh, this is a crucial matchup for Arlington as well. 
They need to make sure they get a win here in order for them to stay relevant in terms of the Massey ratings. Um, so we'll see how they fare against the Houston Energy. So if you're looking at the D2 Massey ratings right now, top squads in the D2 squads in terms of the Massey scope, uh, number one in D2 right now, Oklahoma Lady Force at 4-0. we got Atlanta Rage, 3-1. That's number two. Capital City, uh, 4-0. and That's number three. Uh, Columbus at 2-2. Two two. That's number four. Number five, New York Wolves at 4-0. Uh, Nebraska, number six, as we just said, Nebraska Pride, two and two. Number seven, Baltimore Nighthawks at three and one. And then Austin Outlaws at two and two. Keep in mind, for the Masseys, a strength of schedule is huge. So just because you're undefeated doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the top ranked. So uh, the reason Oklahoma, I think, is at the top rank is because they've been able to play uh, WFA pro teams more consistently. So that's uh, the nod there for them. In D3, uh, Massey ratings in D3 top squads. Uh, look, no surprise, Orlando Anarchy. 5-0, uh, and undefeated on the season. Uh, number one on the East Coast uh, in terms of the D3 realm. Then you have New Mexico Ban- Ban- Banitas, who upset uh, WFA Pro Mile High Blaze last week. 4-1. and They're the number one ranked team on the West Coast. Um, shout out to Coach Patterson out there for uh, her, her squad being top dogs. And then we have uh, number two on the East Coast, uh, Palm Beach Coyotes, former WTFL champions, multi-time champions, uh, three and one. Uh, they're ranked number three uh, overall, but number two on the East Coast. Then Virginia as well, number three on the East Coast, four and oh. Got Rocky Mountain Thundercats, uh, number three, uh, number two on the West Coast in terms of D3. You got the New York Knockout at 4-0, uh, also number three uh, uh, for number four on the west co- on the East Coast. Then you got Tulsa and CX folks, um, uh, the two squads left over on the West Coast, two and two, two and two. So interesting to see how the D3 final matchup for the uh, playoffs are going to come out here. But uh, no doubt, Orlando, uh, cream of the crop. No doubt, uh, New Mexico has made an impression on the East Coast. No doubt Palm Beach is also on that uh, on the trajectory as well. And then Orlando and Palm Beach played a really good matchup there. So uh, those are that's kind of a rivalry now uh, in terms of the D3 realm. Uh, looking forward to that in seasons to come. So it's uh, interesting matchups coming up here. And, and I was going to look up the schedule, but uh, you can get it right there at WFAProFootball.com. Get the schedule down, breakdown for the – uh, D3 matchups, crucial D3 matchups coming up here in the last two weeks of the season. Uh, we should have the No Joke Football Week 7 power rankings uh, by Thursday or Friday uh, in terms of the power rankings after the weekend here that's, uh, that's coming up here. So we'll have those Week six, uh, week 5 ones are up. It'll be Week 6 for next week and then Week 7 and the final for the Week 8 as well. So uh, interesting to see how that's all going to pan out and roll out as well. So for the WNFC, uh, like I said earlier, the playoffs are set. Western Conference, Texas Elite Spartans taking on the Denver Bandits, uh, Utah Falcons, San Diego Rebellion. Uh, Eastern Conference, uh, it's going to be Mississippi Lady Panthers against Houston Mambas and the Atlanta Phoenix taking on Washington Prodigy. So on each side of the coast, we have two rivalry games, Utah-San Diego, always a rivalry, and obviously Atlanta-Washington is the rivalry there. So 
two games to watch. Will the prodigy, as Angelica Grayson said here, will the prodigy come down the Atlanta Phoenix? Uh, is San Diego going to be good enough to take down Utah now that um, uh, their quarterback is no longer a factor? But we do have a new quarterback, Laura Goats, right there. Uh, and so uh, we'll see how she fares against the San Diego Rebellion. And then Texas Elite, Texas Elite. So we'll see how they fare out there. So what an interesting week in women's tackle football internationally. Uh, if you were at the Hub, you were excited. Uh, we've got everything there for you. Lexfa, a national tournament weekend. We've got highlights right there by Las Parillas. Uh, we also have the coverage, exclusive coverages of both matchups in terms of the Euro scene uh, competition series, uh, Spain and versus Finland, and also Germany versus Great Britain. So both matchups there as well. Plus everything else that's happening in the sport right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Brown Beauties. Uh, don't forget, you guys, uh, to subscribe to our podcast, bring attention to women's tackle football, including ourselves. Uh, our best uh, outlet is Apple Podcasts and Sprecher. So if you guys could uh, send your friends over there, give us a cool five-star review uh, and uh, share and like our podcast with everybody. I know a lot of the you have already shared, and we really appreciate it on all the Facebook groups as well. Thanks for listening and downloading uh, every week uh, to the best podcast on the planet covering the sport. Uh, and that is us, the best network on the planet, uh, over so many folks that have contributed to our success um, over the 12 years. And thanks, everybody, for uh, bumping us over 10K on Facebook. It's a big deal for us uh, monetization-wise, bringing more attention, sending out more ads. Um, so all of you that obviously know about all that, uh, also it helps us with the algorithm to bring attention uh, to both the WFA and the WNFC, including the internationals uh, scene of leagues that happen there as well. So um, didn't have the uh, Oracle of Women's Tackle Football this week. We missed him as well. Uh, Mackenzie is on hiatus because she's playing right now with the WFA Nebraska Pride, which will be taken on this weekend against Minnesota. So we'll wish her well. And then Coach Terry Lister could not be here because he's scoping, scoping the Texas Elite Spartans for this coming up matchup in Salt Lake City. And the uh, Hall of Famer is busy, busy, busy right now, um, off, offshore doing her thing, so not able to come on. So, But other than that, Nate also very busy. So our normal co-hosts just, uh, you know, living their lives as well, besides the podcast on Tuesday. So we, re we really appreciate their time when they do come on. Uh, but you guys can listen to all of them on the previous 400 podcasts on Apple and Sprecher and on Spotify. So don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. So I think that's pretty much it. But uh, thanks to uh, Adrian Smith, champion Boston Renegades, WFA all-time receiving leader and entrepreneur. Uh, don't forget to go to www.blitzchamps.com, pick up her NFL uh, edition right there, about $24.99. You can get it if you're on Amazon, get it on Amazon, any other platform, or you get it directly from her site. It gets shipped out really quickly. And it's a really good educational uh, type of uh, a tool that you can use on kids and adults, everything in terms of education. So really cool there. And then Angelica Grayson doing great things in California with the NFL Chargers flag program. And then she's going to be front and center in Salt Lake City coming up here uh, next week, June 8th, as her Texas Elite Spartans tried to defend their title against the Denver Bandits and, and Salt Lake City and see how they're going to fare. Uh, in that matchup. So uh, two championship mind 
individuals that I brought on today. So hopefully you guys were entertained. Uh, their mindsets are focused. Uh, they're part of two elite programs in terms of the best, two of the best programs on the planet in terms of tackle football franchises. And I thought that was intriguing. Memorial Day weekend, um, you know, post-Memorial Day weekend. And so I appreciate them uh, making the time for us to come in and kind of giving, the, giving us their insights in terms of what it takes to maintain and be at an elite level. And they are no strangers to championship Sundays and what we consider championship Saturdays in our uh, sport. There are no strangers to acquiring rings. There are no strangers to dominating. And they are obviously no strangers to setting their goals and achieving them. So two amazing women. And uh, so can't thank them enough. So uh, check it out. If you guys follow Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Smith, 10, uh, Coach Angelica, uh, Coach Grayson, also on Twitter. So uh, you can check them out right there on the links on our Great Iron Beauties uh, Twitter page as well. You can go to the uh, IG page as well in our stories. You can follow their link and then just follow their journeys as they evolve into uh, entrepreneurs and as well as uh, pioneers for the sport in terms of flag football as well. So two awesome individuals, and I couldn't be more grateful for them to make their time for us. So check it out, you guys. Um, next week we will break down the Eastern Conference uh, finals and kind of more in depth. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, Mark Simone here back next week as well uh, and then kind of break that down and then we'll kind of go into the setting for the nine cup and then uh, WFA women's football Alliance uh, week seven will be going into the final week of week eight, but uh, keep tabs at the hub at facebook.com forward slash grand abuse for everything that's happening in the sport. So, all right, that's, I think I'm out. A lot of stuff happened today. So, Looking forward to that, and then if you guys, like I said, are inclined to head to the hub, the Shockers in Germany and Finland, the recaps are there. So check it out, including the full game of Great Britain taking on Germany. It's a classic. You should watch it. Uh, so looking forward to you guys going there and check it out. And then uh, for the fans, we're going to be getting the uh, for the fans matchup here coming up this week. Don't forget to watch Adrian Smith live on FTF. Uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Inferno, and then you got Pittsburgh Passion taking on DC Divas in the uh, Women's Sports Network um, matchup of the week. Have a great night, everybody. Looking forward to next week as we break down everything in the women's game. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and like our podcast on Sprecher, Apple, and Spotify. Have a great night, everybody.